everybody. Dave Neal here, stand-up comic and host of Bachelor Rush Hour. This is an entertainment news podcast. Today is our first like live actual day of podcasting. We did a couple test podcasts to make sure all the things worked on the back end, and uh, we seem to be firing on all cylinders right now. I'm going to have entertainment news for you all out there, along with the most important Bachelor Nation news, things we either didn't get to on the YouTube channel or things we got to that are so important, we're going to play them again for you. I'm going to play in this podcast video uh, the audio of the video that I made about uh, Bachelorette Gabby implying that she's taking time away from her relationship with fiance Eric Schwer. I'm going to share that interview with you in full uh, that they had last night after her Dancing with the Stars performance. Also, at the very end of this podcast, I'm going to share the recap that I did on our YouTube for all of those drivers out there that haven't had a chance to watch the YouTube videos. I'm going to share the audio from that for uh, the Bachelor in Paradise recap. And sandwiched between those two Bachelor stories, I have one of the wildest uh, reveals of body cam footage I've seen with a celebrity. Uh, On March 31st, Hope Solo was arrested for a DWI where she actually had a body, she had a blood alcohol level triple the legal limit with kids inside of her vehicle. Now, she fought for months, but the footage was just obtained and we are going to play the audio of that. It's fascinating. Trust me, it's sad, but also it's wild how entitled she was. Uh, in one of the very rare instances where cops go viral, where they actually did the right thing. They seem to do everything they were trained to do. And of course, she got off with a relative slap on the wrist after putting her kid's life in danger. So we're going to have all of that content for you guys and a few other updates that maybe didn't make it to the YouTube channel today. Eliza, who is on Bachelor in Paradise, had tweeted this out in regards to the fact that she's been dating Rodney on Bachelor in Paradise. And then Justin showed up and uh, the way the show made it look in the edit which I'll cover in the recap, was that she basically agreed right away to go on a date with Justin. And then when Rodney, you know, didn't uh, try to stop her, she kind of blamed Rodney. Well, her response on Twitter is this. I made sure to pause and have that conversation with him before ever saying yes to the date with Justin. I'll always do my best to be respectful. So just another instance where a bachelor uh, contestant, whatever you want to call them, alum, uh, is fighting against the edit that showed a completely different story. Also, someone posted, someone let Genevieve get a good nap because the girl is going through it. And her response was, you have no idea. And as we know, a lot of the drama that comes on Bachelor, Bachelor in Paradise and Bachelorette uh, is usually just due to being sleep deprived. That's pretty much how it all begins. And that's how it ends. Uh, Also, here is a quick clip of the Gabby conversation that is really taking the internet by storm. Us Weekly uh, made a a story. Gabby implies she's taking space from Eric after ditching the engagement ring. Uh, Here's a quick clip. We'll we'll play the full video right after this. Your fiance. Are you guys still together? Like... How's everything going? Yeah, I think um, life is just really busy for the both of us right now. So I understand their concern. Uh, She says life is really busy for the both of us right now. And then the full interview plays out where she says we're kind of supporting each other from afar. I don't know. You guys tell me, is that the sound of a happy relationship or, you know, are they trying to, you know, 
prolong it as long as possible uh, and then do a soft breakup later on. Also, we've got a video from Johnny Filippo, who uh, we won't get into any of the rumors of his relationship, but he's finding love on Bachelor in Paradise with Victoria Fuller. But he posts uh, a song on his Instagram story with the Dirty Deanna lyrics. And others have said that's obviously about Victoria. Or is he just singing Michael Jackson on Halloween night? We really won't know for sure. We'll have to see how it all plays out. Okay, so as I've said before, the podcast, as it's new, a lot of you guys were wondering what we're going to be doing on here. We're going to have original content up front, and then I'm going to play some of the day's videos. So without further ado, here is my first video of the day, uh, the one taking the internet by the storm right now. Uh, Bachelorette Gabby's interview uh, with the uh, Fox News after her Dancing with the Stars dance, where she implies that her relationship is not exactly uh, going strong. Have a listen. The big question everybody is asking, are Gabby and Eric on the rocks? It's a tale as old as time. Uh, You fall in love on The Bachelor or The Bachelorette, and then right afterwards, people look for clues, some might call that confirmation bias, to find something to support the thought that they might have broken up by now. Now, as we know, most of these relationships don't work out. When Taysha was with Zach Clark, we spent countless amounts of energies being like, is this why they're broken up? But listen, the internet hardly ever gets it wrong, but that's because in most cases, they break up. We know Michelle Young didn't have her wedding ring on or her engagement ring sorry and of course neil lane called in and was like aren't you supposed to be wearing that thing uh didn't we give you a free hundred thousand dollar ring so you'd flash it around and of course michelle said well i was just letting my friend try it on hogwash and of course weeks later we find out michelle uh broke up with her guy nate at the time so now we're looking at eric uh, Gabby's on uh, what fourth or f- fifth, sixth week of Dancing with the Stars, and Eric hasn't been there to support her for the last three weeks. Is that a sign that they're on the rocks? We'll break this down. There's a video um, in Fox News, or at least the local Fox News, that uh, interviewed her, and she said, "We're supporting each other from afar." So it's not exactly clues that the relationship is strong but it doesn't mean they've broken up. We're going to get into all of this. But first, I had a few different um, thoughts I wanted to share with you guys. As you all know, I'm kind of one who likes to bring in social uh, topics, uh, topics of political correctness. Uh, Everyone who watches my channel comes from completely different angles of beliefs, uh, stretching across a vast spectrum. We say left and right, but it's really multidimensional. I'm somebody who loves progressive um, uh, uh, qualities in the world, and I vote for a lot of progressive issues, but at the same time, I always push back against uh, tone policing and being told what to say or do, and that might be the stand-up comedian in me. Uh, so just a response to something, so a comment I got earlier today, I, and again, we'll get to the Gabby part in one second. Hold your horses here. Oh, that's offensive to horses. We should not be holding down our horses. I enjoy these break. so this is from a commenter. I enjoy these breakdowns, and this was on my Bachelor recap video from earlier today. I enjoy these breakdowns, but the minor but regular sexist undertones are getting frustrating. Women are XYZ. Men constantly have to tell women not to be annoyed about XYZ. Just stick to the individuals you are talking about. Don't use the brush in front of you to paint all women. 
And of course, this was in response to Aaron um, telling Genevieve, uh, don't be upset, right? Aaron says, hey, don't be upset. This was on last night's Bachelor in Paradise. And my joke was that, oh boy, whenever you tell your lady, don't be upset. Oh, don't be up. Don't be mad. Oh, don't do that. You know, it becomes one of these things. I was making a comedic joke here. So my response was, comedy is built on generalizations. I'll discuss more in the next video, which is right now. So yeah, being specific is great for comedy. My aunt owns a flip phone, XYZ, you know, some set up. Oh yeah, my mom just learned how to send me a text message, blah, blah, blah. But exaggeration is also a tool for exploiting thoughts. Women love to join Facebook groups because X, Y, and Z. Is it hacky? Yeah, it could be hacky. Men are like this. Women are like that. There's books. Men are from Mars. Women are from Venus. It is hacky. It does paint a broad you know, stroke there with the conversation, but that's part of comedy is making large generalizations. Go to a go to a comedy show, and then again, this is the sort of uh, the balance beam that we walk across, making you know, making comedic effect here, not in a comedy club, because we'll get audience on all sides saying something's too far. Someone else in the comment section said, "Don't make fun of people with OCD," you know, or don't even mention OCD. You know what I mean? So, no matter what you say or do, somebody uh, out there will it, it will be something that is uh, sort of a. Um, a, uh, a thing that they're they're railing against. So yeah, it, will I continue to say men are like this, women are like that? Oh, why all women love Facebook? And again, I use Facebook groups as a premise because women love Facebook groups. Oh my gosh, my fiance, my wife, sorry, I almost said my fiance, my wife will send me Facebook groups for everything. And then she'll be like, did you confirm the Facebook group? I send you these different Facebook groups I want you to be in and then you're not even in them. And it's like, well, I don't know why. Guys don't send me Facebook groups and you, you know, whatever. The, yeah, yeah, I could be specific and just say, oh my my wife sends me Facebook groups, but I, you know, generally believe the premise that women, uh, you know, that Facebook groups are friendlier for women because women in general, generalizing Dave here, women love uh, <laughs> to have uh, a group. They would love to be a part of a social group. And I think that's why Facebook groups work well, generally speaking, you know, but uh, boy, when you break a joke down, you kill it. You certainly murder it. Women love to murder jokes. I'm kidding. They don't. That's just specifically this person does. Uh, but I hope you can understand that if I actually listened to every Everything somebody in the comment section says they want me to say or do, the recaps are going to turn into this. Bebop, boop, boop, bachelor in paradise, drama happened, goodbye. Uh, why, you know, whatever. So anyway, I hope you guys understand. That's my response to that. I'd love any pushback in the comment section there, but um, I, I always said the joke that I had, I, I've said it a million times, all women hate when we generalize them. Uh, but of course, the joke is there that I said all women. Uh, so comedy, like I said, to recap, is built on exploiting uh, generalizations. Uh, women, you know, I'm not <laughs> I'm not saying women are, oh, whatever. Does anyone else find it? And then here's some comments from this video. Does anyone else find it very suspicious that Eric hasn't been in the past two or three Dancing with the Stars shows? My understanding is he did move to LA with Gabby. Am I wrong? Today he posted a story saying to vote for Gabby, but it was just a screen shot of a text and then Zachary reality posted on twitter gabby and eric are still together my friend saw them at the laugh factory last week you know what could be possible here is that 
what could be possible is that Gabby gets very nervous and gets a lot of anxiety on Dancing with the Stars and doesn't want her uh, fiance there or somebody that she might be in a rough patch with. I know for me personally, I prefer to do stand up when Tasha isn't in the room because I can just take things into an extra gear. I can take things into an, like I do the same thing when I make my videos here. Sometimes I'll, I'll, I'll um, if Tasha's in the kitchen, I'll shut the door just because like it's just like something in my subconscious. I can't be completely free. It's nothing about her. It's about me. So this this idea that Eric's not at Gabby's Dancing with the Stars event, it might not be about him. It might be about her not wanting him there. Now, with that said, it could also be that the relationship's not doing well. Let's listen to what Gabby had to say here. Interview on Fox News Digital. Hi, Jess. <laughs> and this is her collar. Is it, uh-huh. And it's She's very nice. Showing off her <laughs> we are Halloween outfits. Yeah. Rawr. Mm-hmm. Hungry for blood. Tonight you guys did a great job. And how is it working with a new partner? How is it working with a new tell partner? Him, tell tell, him, tell him. Let him know. Um Alan's been great. <laughs> no, he has been wonderful. And I was a little nervous at first, but I feel like we just got right into it. I think we're both really hardworking and have a common interest in mind, which is to win. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, well, he told me. <laughs> Surprise. He's doing okay. Yeah, he's so just the chit chat's horrible. We're not getting any answers. She's just having fun. Totally fair. This was right after last night's dancing with the stars. Let's get to the Eric bit. Being tested every day, practicing in mass. So luckily, nobody else, you know, in the perimeter seems like they got it. So we're just hoping that he gets better fast. Get to the goods. With with it being Halloween, you know, what what has been your favorite? All right. So he asked her about her favorite Halloween costume, and the the interviewer is not mic'd up here, so I know it's hard for you guys to hear. But she mentioned some different Halloween costumes. I promise, there's only a minute left. The Eric T will be up next. How how are you, the copper tone baby? I didn't show you a picture. No. Oh, I had like a nude bodysuit, and then I painted nipples up here, (laughs) and then I painted tan lines. (laughs) It was it was sick. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> That's pretty good. And Gabby's not ready for this question. Okay, the the interviewer said Bachelor Nation wants to know about your fiance. So it gets real. Gabby looks away for a second here. If you're watching on the YouTube, you'll see this. If you're listening on the uh, podcast, you got to go to YouTube and check out this eye contact here. Any body language experts out there want to help me out with this? He says, are you still together? Yeah, I think um, life is just really busy for the both of us right now. So I understand their concern, but we're just kind of, you know, going forward with each of our individual interests and supporting each other from afar. Well, you heard it here first, folks. Bachelor Nation uh, speculating uh, off of this information that the relationship is on the rocks or dead on arrival. And with that said, let's get to our next video. This is former uh, USA goalie Hope Solo and the body cam footage that was just released that does not make her look good. Police cam footage reveals Hope Solo... Uh, was yanked out of her vehicle during a DWI arrest. The footage was just leaked. It uh, This arrest happened March 31st of this year, but it's just coming to light now. 
TMZ reported that a dazed Hope Solo, and if you don't know Hope Solo, she was like the captain, uh, a star goalkeeper for the USA women's uh, soccer team. She's married to a football player, uh, NFL football player. He's going to come up in this story too. So she was arrested for DWI. He was arrested previously for DWI when she was in the car. The sad part of this story is both of her kids were in the car, and it wasn't even remotely close. She blew a .24. That's what, triple times the the legal limit? A dazed Hope Solo was yanked from her car by cops after being uncooperative during her DWI arrest earlier this year. New police video shows. The footage was obtained by Queen City News. I'm going to play it for you in a second. And captured the police officer's body-worn camera. Now, what you're going to see in this body footage is fascinating. You actually see the moment the police officer was alerted, hey, that's Hope Solo. Her husband plays for the Buccaneers or whatever. you know. And he goes, oh my gosh. And he goes, this, he, he said something like, this sucks. You know, this is the worst. Because there, you know, there's a lot of um, uh, ramifications. He knew it was going to be a big story. And of course, she fought for a long time to get this uh, footage to not come out. And it has. Um, the, the, the police officer approached her and said, you're passed out in the car with the car on. She said, that's fine. I'm not driving. Then as she resisted arrest, we're going to play. Let's get right into the footage right now. And so I'm going to play the footage. But also her husband was arrested uh, so right before I play the footage, this is a clip where we see the husband was arrested for DWI several years back after Hope Solo also had allegations against her. Then, just one week after being exonerated for assault charges, Solo was in the headlines again. Her husband, former Seattle Seahawk Jeremy Stevens, was arrested for driving under the influence. He was driving a U.S. soccer team van. So this is just wild. Obviously, there's a problem here. The fact that the babies are involved makes it just very unsettling. Let's have a watch. I'm going to have to interrupt a few times so I don't um, get any content flags for for uh, sharing this uh, article from Queen City News. The title is Hope Lost, Hope Solo Booked on DWI Child Abuse Resisting Arrest Charges. I don't need you to okay. touch me. All right, let's go. I can walk by okay. myself. Well, I'm make sure that you oh my God, you don't need car. to she says i'll have a complaint that you touch me inappropriately but here clearly in the body cam footage she's holding the back of her tricep just guiding her into the car hope solo out of an ems station after medics took blood samples the test showed solo's blood alcohol concentration at 0.24 right, so the fact these are blood alcohol samples which i don't know i'm not a doctor i don't know the science behind it but apparently is a much more accurate way of measuring someone's blood so the fact that it's 0.244 my guess is she was passed out in her car because she knew she couldn't drive i'm not really sure but if the car as far as i know in in every state's probably different when the car's turned on that counts as a dwi um i'm not i don't i don't the 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 solution here would be to not get into a vehicle that wasted with your children three times the legal limit I will get in the car. You don't need to touch me. Ever. So he's saying, sit back so I can put your seatbelt on. She's saying, don't effing touch me. She's she's going full Karen. You're loving this, aren't you? No, I No, you love it. You love every moment of this. She's then and this is where I think a lot of police officers just aren't paid enough. You know, they really aren't because, I mean, I, rem- I live in Los Angeles. I-, I woke up and went to work one day at 7 a.m. And I- as I was leaving my building, I saw a cop getting spit on by a couple homeless guys. And I was thinking, you don't get paid enough. You don't get paid enough to see that first thing in the morning. How do they deal with all this? Taken from the EMS station to the Forsyth County Detention Center. Oh, man. 
So, so she says, oh, you think you're going good? Nah, man, you didn't do good. Not tonight. Most times you don't do good very often. Not tonight. Most times you don't do good very often. She said that's effed up. Leaving my effing children in the effing parking lot, you know it's not cool. You know that's not effing cool. Now, of course, the, the, the children were left in the parking lot with other police officers. And waited for her husband to come pick them up. I was just taking a nap. Remember the phone the officer snatched in the parking lot. So she she remained on the phone and um, they took her out of the car. Uh, a lot of this is inaudible. Uh, she tried to get her charger. He goes, your charger's uh, in your hand. My charger is in there. Okay. You Take mind. one step forward. Okay. You, you have your charger. It's in your hand. Oh, so she didn't even know she had her charger in her hand. She's smashed. She's wasted. Uh, she's brought in. She said, this is what she says under her breath. I put myself in this position. I did unintelligible, but these police officers are a bunch of. Yeah. But these police officers are a bunch of everything you thought they would be. She says the police officers are everything you thought they would be. Bunch of young, unintelligent Fs. I have to say, I know this is the footage we're seeing. This isn't all the footage. But of all the body cam footage we've ever seen, I don't think I've seen police officers ever treat someone with such privilege. And they don't even know that she's a celebrity yet. So here's where they find out. None of the video recordings we were provided show the officers had any idea who they'd arrested. Hope Amelia... So, it, no so this is where she, they're about to find out. So the cop says to the other police officer, she was the goalie for the U.S. national women's soccer team. And her husband was a football player for the Bucks. I hate my life right now. You hear that? He said, he said, I hate my life right now. You know, because, you know, for all we know, as a cop, he's first, second year on the job, just, just doing his job. You know, you, you know, these, the, the, they're, they're trying to enforce the laws. And of course, if she were driving, she could have, uh, she could have committed uh, a manslaughter and changed, you know, the, just, it would, it's unimaginable things could have happened with her children in that car. <laughs> He said, the last thing I want to be is famous. We didn't know. The only reason I knew is because she has a different last name. The only reason I knew is because somebody down here. So he says another officer recognized her and the other officer says, Jesus Christ. Solo measured her height, weight and tried to document her tattoos. A few minutes later, the officer walks Solo back into the booking room, where she poses for mug shots and is fingerprinted. I'm so sorry you had nothing else to do tonight. She said, I'm so sorry you had nothing else to do tonight. I hope I was very entertaining for you because I know I was. I know that I blessed you with my presence because that's what I do. I hope I was very entertaining for you because I know I was. I know that I blessed you with my presence. Mm -hmm. That's what I do. I hope your kids take care. My kids? Oh, the officer responds, I hope your kids take care. They're amazing. They're under oh, good care with your husband. They have the best mother and the best husband, the best father in the world. Well, I can't see. The best, if there are any awards for best mother, they would not go to somebody who uh, blows a 0.24 or does a uh, blood alcohol level test of a 0.24. That is not a mother of the year superlative. Good. Don't even insinuate that I'm not an amazing mother, you piece of Jesus. You don't know what I do every day. What do you do? Now, as far as we see in this footage, she instigated this conversation. Relax your hands so she can fingerprint you. 
insinuate I'm a bad mother. You. That's my video. I have not once said that, but if you insinuate that, I will say you. I'm an amazing mother, and I'm there every day, every day. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead and talk. <laughs> you only want to put my child, children, because I have twins, by the way, children. In danger was your police officers crawling in my car without a search warrant. Oh, I saw that. Crawling in a car. Mm-hmm. No search warrant. And your police officers are crawling in my car. Like uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is why they say you have the right to remain silent. Because everything she's saying well, is going to be used against her. My kids cry. Why? Because I pulled over to take a nap. Um, that's cool. So she says she pulled over to take a nap, which kind of, if she says she pulled over to take a nap, assuming she drank before pulled over, she was wasted in her car. I mean, look, like I said, is it is is getting caught sleeping in your car the worst thing in the world? No, it's better than if she killed her kids. Absolutely. But of course, when this thing happens, you, you just wonder how many times did this happen where she wasn't caught? These might be her guardian angels for all we know. These might be the things that saved her family. Way to get a mom. You got her. You got a mom. Good job. Be still. Good job, buddy. The lady says be you're still. Doing some good work in the world. Right, you're doing. Mm, that's back on. Okay, so there it is, folks. That's the video. I mean, it's sad. It's sad all around. It could be. But like I said, if we're going to take any positives out of this, it's that like, you know, the, 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 as angry as she was at the time, I mean, this literally just could have been the thing that saves her her life. It really could have. Um so let's see. She discusses her DUI rehab and postpartum depression. And of course, look, there's always a greater issue at hand. It's not just someone who got wasted on one random occasion and never drunk, uh, uh, you know, drank and drove before. Uh, let's see what she has to say. But she had blew a point two four. She entered an alcohol treatment program and received twenty four months suspended sentence and was given credit for her time in rehab. Fine twenty five hundred dollars and six hundred dollars, which of course uh, fines for the rich or nothing at all. Uh, she said on her podcast that she is trying to move forward with her life. She she said after she and her husband moved from Washington to a farm in, in, in North Carolina, she turned to alcohol to deal with the COVID pandemic and being away from fr family and friends. She said, I didn't think I needed help and I certainly wasn't going to ask for it. At the time, I didn't know that I was only doing a disservice to my family. I thought that I could white knuckle it, but the reality is that nobody gets through life without asking for help. My sense of strength and pride become my two worst enemies and I found myself living the worst night of my life. I let alcohol get the better of me in this moment and on this god-awful day and I will suffer the consequences. Some of the consequences, Solo says, are dealing with mommy shaming from trolls on the internet. I mean, look, did she didn't apologize to the way she talked to the police officers. Um, she was elected in the U.S. Hall of Fame, Soccer Hall of Fame in January, um, asked for the uh, induction ceremony to be delayed. Um, she said, my income now will not go directly to my family, which is another layer of guilt that I must work to shed. I can't drive for an entire year, which is a massive inconvenience to my family and is a loss of independence. What the, does she have any ownership whatsoever of what went down? And speaking of drama going down, here is the audio version of my Bachelor in Paradise recap from last night. We'll have another one up tomorrow. Again, this podcast is daily, folks. So if you weren't able to catch it on the YouTube channel, you can catch it here. If you're new to my podcast and you're just hearing us for the first time and want to see the visuals of these different videos, go to YouTube and just search Dave Neal and you can get Bachelor Nation news. All right, here's the recap of last night's episode of Bachelor in Paradise. All right, let's get into today's recap. 
recap of Bachelor in Paradise. As you know, I take notes, read them back to you. No edits, no jump cuts, just me and you guys. We open with Vanessa talking to the girls about where her relationship is with Johnny and where it's lacking. She wants things to be perfect, but knows they are not, which is fair enough. Hey, I mean, look, she wants someone she's going to spend the rest of her life with. She wants to know that Johnny's got career ambitions, this, that, and the other. She's older. She just needs to sort of trust that he's going to work his thing out. Brandon walks to the rose ceremony and sees the ladies in their dresses. Let me tell you something. No one objectifies women better with more charm than Brandon. He's like, golly, dang. Damn, hello, ladies. You know, Brandon's like a cartoon character, uh, a figure of a guy who's like seen women for the first time. He's like, oh my gosh, what did you do in that three piece blazer suit? You look amazing. You know, uh, you know, like if Brandon ran into Hillary Clinton, he'd be like, you look so good in those pantsuits. Man, golly, hello, Hillary. Jesse arrives and announces that Sarah had to leave due to a family emergency, which sucks. We lost Sarah. Uh, Wells says, uh, which I mean, I'm not, and I'm not saying there wasn't a family emergency. I'm just saying she was ready to get off that beach. Let me tell you something. All right. Wells says that the people who work at the resort say the women's room is the dirtiest it has ever been. Jesenia blames the new women. There's a big ants problem. Uh, you know they're short on drama when Bachelor in Paradise becomes room raiders, right? That's when drama is in short supply, when they start bringing up the black light and they're looking in people's bedsheets. Does anyone remember room raiders, those early MTV days? Was it MTV? Either way, who cares? I was always petrified someone was going to come in my room and start looking under my sheets. Rodney and Eliza are smooching, which means producers will try to mess this up. Rodney and Eliza looking good here. Jacob is courting Shanae. They bond over their weird teeth obsession. That's what happens over there. Hopefully they can fill some cavities in their hearts. That's what we're hoping for. Uh, or other places. I mean, if you're going to be OCD about anything, cleaning your teeth is nice. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, we've all got weird kinks, but clean teeth is a that's a, that's a perk in my book. Meanwhile, Alex is all in metaphorically at least for now with victoria he presents to her a red wine date johnny is super stressed about it which makes perfect sense alex is a real threat he's good looking he's got all of his uh you know uh, ducks in a row he's uh if if anything alex's only red flag is that he's too good looking and it's one of those like why are you still single bro you're so you know perfect for people and uh you know but that's like that's a good red flag to have a good red flag Tell me, he's like, when you go into a job interview, tell me what's um, what's your greatest flaw that I'm that Alex is like that I'm so good looking that I'm still single. Like, what what's up with ladies? They can't keep up. They can't hang. Um, all right. Uh, so Victoria gets a di- well. Hold on a second. Johnny's stressed, which makes sense. Alex is a threat. Aaron says Johnny's heart is bigger than Alex's. Uh, hopefully, well, we'll have to see if that's all that's bigger. Meanwhile, Victoria has a hot green dress on. She looks like a highlighter. I love the look, especially on the beach. She looks like a crocheted tennis ball. I don't have a photo of that. Sorry. Johnny speaks with Victoria. Tells her how hard it is to see her dating both guys. Tells her he doesn't want to do this with anyone else. And then we have the rose ceremony where Victoria picks Johnny um, amongst other picks. 
And Alex survives to live another day with Flo from Australia. So the threesome issue hasn't really gone away yet. Um, Alex isn't exactly out of the picture. Johnny tells Logan his confidence is boosted, with Victoria telling him her heart is with him. Johnny respects that Alex came up to talk to him, the manly thing to do. Johnny says he's ready for Alex to go. I respect him, but pack up and go. If he stays in his own lane, I'm good. So it's one of those like, all right, Alex, bye-bye now. You said you came here for Victoria. She didn't choose you. Uh, Bye-bye now. I'm actually surprised. I'm surprised that Alex couldn't win over Victoria. You know, I thought that was a sealed deal. Anyway, Johnny, um, okay, Victoria gets a date card and immediately chooses Johnny. So that answers that. Victoria chooses Johnny on the date card immediately, no questions asked. And they go, Johnny says, every time they hang out, he he goes deeper, metaphorically, a lot of metaphors. Alex says, statistically, only two of these couples will stay together. And if he was a gambling man, he says he would that they wouldn't be a good match. And it's like, way to take the fun out of it, Alex. Alex is like, well, I've done the math here. You know, he's he's a businessman. He's like, I've done the math here. None of you guys are going to work out, statistically speaking. We'll have to see who can defy the odds. Johnny and Victoria do a sweat lodge. It can't be that hot in there because the cameras would melt. I bet you you sweat more at uh, after the final rose, answering questions from people. Right? They get spiritual. Victoria says she's been let down by people and her fears are, are, are of getting hurt. She She's scared that she really likes Johnny, and then she cries. We have a lot of tears here in the sweat lodge. Johnny says whenever he gets close to someone, they disappear. Uh, and, oh, that, they said that on the Halloween episode, the very Halloween of him. And he, uh, ghosting. And he fears he isn't good enough for Victoria, but he really wants to grow and do amazing things with her. So they have a very ni- nice emotional moment there. Victoria tells Johnny that he checks all of her boxes, if you know what I mean, that she tells him she thinks she's falling in love with him. Hot couple alert for sure. Victoria breaks down to the camera that she feels comfortable, and he is her person. No drama happening at the beach. Um, Rodney and Eliza are happy. So what do they do? Bring Justin back. Jesse says, why did you come back? Justin says, Eliza. She has the characteristics he is looking for. Jesse says, if you're going to shoot your shot with Eliza, better make it count. A lady yells, there's a dude coming down the stairs. <laughs> and that's what we call a Paula Revere. All the, <laughs> their dudes are coming. The dudes are coming. Imagine that in the Boom Boom Room. Which, by the way, we have not seen much of the Boom Boom Room this season. I feel like we got a lot of Boom Boom Room last year, but not so much this season. All the boys go nuts for Justin. Camera stays on Eliza. Rodney's like, oh, I see what's happening. I get what's going on here. Cool. Awesome. Thank you so much. Justin asked to talk to Eliza. Yell at Wells for cocktails, takes her to the makeout bed, uh, makeout day bed. Eliza is blushing, flattered. She didn't expect to put to be put in this position, amongst other positions she might want to be put into with Justin. That is consensually. She says yes to the date. Aaron. Okay, then we go over to Aaron. Aaron likes Genevieve, but doesn't like how much she's still talking about Justin. Right? Aaron, you know, Justin's like gone. Right? So Aaron's so like Genevieve keeps talking trash, and it's like I get it. It's one of those things. It's like, hey, why is he taking up so much real estate in your head? He explains that he feels like Genevieve's. Uh, he like that he is Genevieve's second place. That she likes Aaron, but not because Justin's a dick. Genevieve is shocked that Aaron doesn't believe she is into him. She apologizes, and then com- and then he accepts it. Then Genevieve gets upset, and she says, I'm upset. And Aaron goes, well, don't be. And let me tell you something, Aaron. Every guy has been in that situation where your lady's upset, and you're like, hey, how about this? Just don't be upset. Just, I know you're mad, but don't be. 
Why are you acting that way? <laughs> you know, all the things that really help a conversation. Why are you getting so mad? Why are you throwing Tupperware at me? Why, why did you slam the door in my face? Why are you going, why are you going to your mother's house? <laughs> why are you taking up your wedding ring? Why did you leave me? Why are you packing? <laughs> Shut the hell up and let her divorce you. Oh, Aaron, been there. Meanwhile, Eliza says she's never had multiple men fight for her. And I'm like, really? I'm surprised. Eliza's beautiful. She tells Rodney that Justin asked her out. Basically, Eliza is going on a date with Justin. Hard stop. Eliza's going on a date with Justin. But when Rodney tells her he's okay with her pursuing Justin, she thinks Rodney doesn't like her. No, Rodney is just an angel. That's what Rodney is. He's an angel sent from above. He knows if he stops Eliza from pursuing Justin that she might resent him. If you love it, let it go, right? Rodney says he's confident in himself and whether she goes or not, he knows she will make the right choice. Eliza says, I told him, tell me not to go. Man, women be complicated, right? No, Eliza, like, he told you he didn't want you to go, but he said he's not going to stop you. What's he going to do, like, st- like, like uh, handcuff you to the bed? Let's do role play. Uh, the role we're playing is you don't go with Justin. <laughs> no, he can't stop you. He can't stop this feeling deep inside of me. Back at the sand, Genevieve apologizes to Aaron. She says, no one makes me feel as good as you make me feel. Uh, which I believe is like a uh, Michael Jackson song. No one makes me good as you make me feel. I'm kidding. Aaron says he wasn't feeling good. Like he wants more than to just make her feel good. My thoughts, you just can't win sometimes. My thought, here's my thought. With poor communication styles is that poor communication can always be improved. If the chemistry is there, the communication can be learned if willing. They make up and they make out. So I always say, hey, you might have weird communication styles. You might not be on the same page. This part can be fixed if you're both willing to work on it. Meanwhile, because chemistry can't be fixed. You either have it or you don't. Sparks either come or don't come. Uh, meanwhile, Rodney breaks the Eliza thing down with Brandon. Says he wished he could have told her how he feels. I mean, I thought he did. I mean, who knows how long you should date someone before telling someone else not to go pursue someone else. Of course, you know, when it comes to defining the relationships, that's how it works on the beach. My guess is Eliza was smitten for Justin, so Rodney had no choice. She sort of reverse unoed it onto Roddy, Rodney, maybe to not feel guilty. That was my thought. She reverse unoed it. She tells Justin, he told me to come, so I'm like, okay, then I'm out. Like, you already agreed to the date before asking him. Uh, Rodney had no choice here. Now, some people say maybe Eliza did ask Rodney first, and it's a little editing issue that they that they didn't edit this correctly. I can't go off of that. I, I you know I, I I have to go off of what I see on that on the show. That we'll speculate on this afterwards. Then Justin and Eliza get the fireworks treatment. Uh, so let's see here. I got the fireworks photo. They they get a nice little fireworks treatment. Rodney Rodney's just you know he's up the creek, folks. They took my boy Rodney, the nicest guy that's ever been on the show, and they tried to break him. This is just not right. What they tried to do to Rodney right here. But we'll have to see how it all plays out. That's the uh, part one, week six, Bachelor in Paradise recap. And that'll do it for another episode of Bachelor Rush Hour. Thank you guys so much for checking out the channel. If you want to see this channel succeed, the best way to do that is to hit the follow button on Apple Podcasts. Make sure to give us a positive rating and review. And also, most importantly, feel free to share with your friends. You can tag me on Instagram at dneals, D-N-E-A-L-Z. Share it with your friends, anyone in the entertainment news or Bachelor Nation news community. And we are looking forward to seeing where the podcast goes. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye, everybody. Thank you.